the University of Connecticut put together one of the most dominant runs to win the 2023 National Basketball Championship. So, of course, social media overreacted. This is Alan Caps. That's Mikey Watson. We'll set everything straight on the final episode of the 22-23 season of Sixth Year Seniors. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I'm getting tired of losing to Purdue! I'm not here to round this week! That's why I got a college skip! That's why I was an All-American in Michigan! It's I could give a shit about North Carolina right now. Mikey, how you doing? You said final episode. I, th- I thought you were about to break some news on me here. Of the I think season. I, I think about it every... I think it, I think about it every single time. It's like, is this the, is this actually going to be the final episode? Is this the last time we're ever going to re- record this shit? After, you know, and after the reaction to to the UConn talk, maybe it is. Maybe, it's, maybe we just pack it all up and go home. Fuck it. I don't care. No, no, no. We have to be the sane people in the conversation to prevent the idiots on social media from doing what they did last night. Do you know who you're talking to? That's the That's the main question. Do you know who you're talking to? Well, yes, you are one of the social media idiots, but only when it comes to North Carolina. You're a blue no, blood. There are ten. There's a. Do you want it? Do, uh, do we really need to get into this right now? Because I'm 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 cocked, ready to roll, roll right now. <laughs> I, I, I told I told you last night. I was ready to go. You, you you went and read a book or some bullshit. I don't know what it was. I was ready to go. I was fired up. I'm still fired up. Maybe not as much as last night. I don't know. UConn wins the national championship, 76-59. San Diego State, God, they tried, they tried to make it interesting. But they missed, they missed a few free throws, and they couldn't get the next stop that they needed to really make it interesting. They cut it to five at one point. I thought that game was over with 15, uh, 15 minutes into the game. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, they went 11 minutes without a field goal in the first half, and I really did. It was I brutal. thought it was going to be ugly and awful. And I'd be turning it off before the game was over. And yet, at least the Aztec kept us interested. But, yeah, c'est la vie. They they could not dig out of the hole that they put themselves in. And, yeah, and they did. They absolutely put themselves into it. They, They couldn't figure out how to effectively get into the paint against the UConn big man. And it got to the point where it was eventually Mensah finally got the move. To get the to, to get the open hook shot, and for like it was like the prior ten minutes had had completely cursed him, and instead of just going up with the with the easy hook, he tried that stupid little dump pass and turned it right over, and yeah. I about fell out of my chair at the bar when when that happened. I was like, gee, what are we doing here? But credit San Diego State, well, they were down by nine points to Alabama in the second half and just methodically chipped away and won the game. They were down in the second half to Creighton methodically chipped away and won the game. They were down 14 in the semis 
to Florida Atlantic in the second half and methodically just chipped away. They they were not built for the we're just going to run down and let's pray we get you know get on a heater here and, and, and you know hit threes on four out of five possessions and all of a sudden it's a 12-2 run. That wasn't their style and they didn't stray from it last night. They 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 got a few timely threes to to keep them in the game when they needed it, but it wasn't like they, you know, just bombed it out. They they played the same game that they had and trusted the offense just to run their stuff. You know, hit some mid-range jumpers, but it just wasn't enough. They couldn't get the one stop. The Hawkins three there at the top of the key, really when they got once they got it to five, really felt like the backbreaker and and UConn pulled away late. But credit the Aztecs, hey, they you know, hell of a run. Yeah, you you hit just about every major talking point there. Mensa's extra pass. You could look back at Connecticut's defense through that the entire game. And that's why he made that extra pass. He was afraid to take that shot. Give Connecticut the credit for forcing him to think like that. And the other thing was, yeah. is San Diego State, not a good three-point shooting team. We knew that going in. We knew that they would have to work their way inside. Could not do it against Connecticut's length. And as well, I think one of the worst things that happened to San Diego State was they hit their first two three-pointers early in the game. And it gave them some irrational confidence that they shouldn't have had. That's a that's a good point because because they did hit those two to go up six to two uh, out of the gate, and it was like hey, you know maybe we can maybe we can you know rely on the three a little bit more. I think they settled for some bad threes later in the half because they finished the, I think they finished the half three for eleven, and it was like well if they hit their first two that means they went one for nine the rest of the way, and that's not going to do the trick. It, the, the, their inability to get into the paint got into their heads. Sonogo was a load man. He he, he earned his uh, his most outstanding player nod. It wasn't just him though. It was it was all the big guys down there. The, yeah, it, it was too much. had a very good game. Absolutely. I, I was really impressed by them. He's gawky. He's uncoordinated, but somehow he finds himself in the right place at the right time. It's he's he's an example of a guy. He, you, you say uncoordinated. It's almost like an orthodox boxer. You know, you you know the the fight the southpaw. The the hands and the arms aren't always in this place where you think they should be. So it just makes you makes you have to work a little bit harder on that. And and he's a good example of that. Uh, the San Francisco Giants used to call Brandon Belt the baby giraffe because he was so awkward looking. And that's what Klingon looks like. He looks like a baby giraffe. That's a fair comparison. I can buy that. And not in the Chet Holgram way of needs to eat about 20 cheeseburgers. <laughs> he, he just needs to make his arms and legs work in a coordinated fashion and give him a couple of years and he'll probably be able to do it, which will be scary. I, I also like the fact that Sonogo got the MVP rather than Newton. Sonogo is going to be a good NBA player unless... When they measure him, he does the Admiral Schofield thing and turns out to be six foot five. <laughs> I don't think he's six foot five, <laughs> but he's a, he was a little, that one, he did flop on that one drive uh, that I think was in the early in the second half and, and they didn't call it. Thank God. But it was a, it was a hilarious, a hilarious dive. I'm like, come on, you guys are at like 14 points and we're in, and, and you're, you know, 265 pounds and you're falling down at the, you know, just by being breathed on. Come on, man. But I'm glad he got it rather than Newton. I am. I, Newton put up some good numbers. Yes. He had the key three, 
but that guy does not have good ball handling skills and he can't play defense worth a damn. I got, I've got nothing else on the title game. I'm still disgusted by the whole, by the whole thing. (laughs) Well, okay. Let's get into the disgusted part then. Even before UConn won the title, people on social media were starting to ask the question, is UConn blue blood? It's a ridiculous question. Absolutely ridiculous. Doesn't matter if they've won five titles in 24 years. The fact remains, they missed six NCAA tournaments in that time. You know how many tournaments the Blue Bloods, Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, have missed in total in that time? In, in how many years? 24. Oh, si- since 99. Since 99. UConn has missed six. UConn's missed six. I think the Blue Bloods have missed six. You got it. You got it. Until you can consistently, year after year after year, be in contention for the national title, only then are you a Blue Blood. Missing six tournaments in 24 years does not cut it. End of debate, period, done. I don't, I thought it was not, I thought they missed nine. I think it's more than that. I think they've missed nine tournaments over that stretch. Still, nine. It doesn't matter. Six, we're talking four teams. No, I'm, I'm talking UConn. Not I'm talking UConn. I'm talking, U, I think UConn's missed oh. nine in that stretch, not six. Oh, I think, oh, it, I think gotcha. it's gotcha. You know, they haven't won a Biggie's title since 2006. Well, okay. So, so it, let, let's get to one of the, one of the, re- I thought I, I was about ready to rant and rave here. And I thought you were going to be on the other side of the argument. We're on the same side of the argument here. Um, oh, hell what? Wait, I'm insulted now. Are you serious? Are you thinking that I was going to put UConn up at their level? I actually did. I actually, I actually did. Uh, I, I, I apologize. Dear God. Okay. That's it. I'm looking for a new co-host. This is, this is, this is the, the last show between you and I. Damn it. <laughs> There's the episode title. <laughs> so, so UConn hasn't won a Big East title since, uh, tournament title since 2006. Here's part of the problem with, with UConn. They changed conferences. They ran yeah. the American for a while. So you, you, you lose some of the, the, the brand identity in that. So that's one, two, and and here's where I'm gonna rant and rave. And, and I've had I've had these loaded in the can for two damn weeks now. Let's just say, and I know they were dominant. They kicked everybody's ass on the way to the national championship, and they are a deserving champion. They they were the best team for the first third of the season, and they were the best team for the final three weeks of the season. I have no, I'm not saying they are fraudulent or anything like that. But when you start talking about these blue blood conversations, the circumstances surrounding UConn's last three national championships, which they're so glad to hang their hat on, and they should be. You win the tournament, you, you talk your shit, it's fine, that's how it is. Straight up here, the last 16 tournaments, the last 16 tournaments, a one seed or a two seed has won 13 of the last 16 tournaments. The other three teams to win the tournament in that stretch are all UConn. <laughs> here's, and here's a funny thing. If UConn had lost those three title games, those three would still be the only non-top two seeds 
to win titles in the last 16 years. Yeah, I mean, in pro wrestling, there's a line that to be the man, you got to beat the man. UConn has only beaten the man who beat the man. They've never beaten the man. Especially over these last three titles. Their 1999 title is as legit as it comes. There is no, they, were a, they were a one seed. They had Rip Hamilton. They had Khalid Al-Amin. They, had a, they were loaded. It was a great team. And they beat Duke's best team ever to win the national championship. Primetime, Monday night, St. Petersburg, Florida. It was great. All-time classic final. UConn beat the best Duke team Shashevsky ever had. Duke that season, they came into that national title game having lost only one game all season long, and it was at the buzzer to Cincinnati in the Great Alaska Shootout on one of the great on one of the great buzzer beater plays you'll ever see. Oh, yeah, worth looking yeah, up. It was it was it was a it was a relay full court gimmick that I think Kenyon Martin got a dunk at the buzzer to win the game. All-time classic. The only game Duke lost all year long. They kicked everybody else's ass. UConn beat them for the title. Great. That was fantastic. UConn did me another solid. 2004, they were two seed, came out of the West. They beat Duke in the semifinals, final four night at the Alamo Dome, and went on, and they beat Paul Hewitt and Georgia Tech. They beat Paul Hewitt's Georgia Tech team. Fun Georgia Tech team, but they're not Duke. They're not Kansas. They're not Kentucky. They're not Carolina. So those two titles, that I, those those are legit. The, UConn was were really good. They should have been a one seed that year, and and they wound up getting the the first number two, and they wound up. Uh, Stanford was the one seed in the West and got knocked off, I think, in the second round by Alabama that season. So then we get into then we get into the the shenanigans. Twenty eleven. They're a three seed. They beat Butler in the that title was game an in that awful, hideous game. Awful basketball game. Hideous basketball game. They and now they beat Kentucky. They beat Kentucky in the in the semifinals. Kentucky was a four seed. It was not a particularly great Kentucky team, but they beat Kentucky in the semis. Okay, but let's 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 make a note of this here. Since beating Duke in in the semis in 04, they beat three seed Georgia Tech. They have beaten. Four seed Kentucky, they've beaten eight seed Butler. All right, we go three years later, 2014. They're a seven seed. Somehow as a seven seed, they get placed in Buffalo and New York City. They're a seven seed that didn't have to get on an airplane for, for the first two weekends of the tournament. Home court, massive home court advantages. Make it to the Final Four, having not stepped on a freaking plane. And then in the Final Four, they beat Florida. They beat a one seed in Florida, but it was not a great Florida team. And then they beat eight seed Kentucky in the final. All right, so great. You've beaten Duke and Kentucky for titles. Okay, that's great. But this was not your this wasn't your your daddy's Kentucky team. All right. This is that 8 This was that 8 seed that they they put against the, the undefeated Wichita State team. Against Wichita, yeah. Yeah. The shen- it was again, shenanigans all afoot in that tournament. So then, that was 14, and then this year they get <laughs> answer me this. How the hell are you going to play all yeah, how, how how the hell are you going to play three five seeds? In route to a title. This was a crazy, crazy year. That's all I can say. I, you said before, never happened before, probably will never happen again. They beat five seed Miami and five seed San Diego State. Their total, their total seed, their total seed of teams they've played in the final well, four and, is and like, five seed St. Mary's. Yeah, and they played five seed St. Mary's in the in the second round. Their total seed that they've played in the final four, if you add them all up, is like. 
40, it's 42, I think, over 11 games. I'm not even going to talk about Duke or Carolina here. Look at Kansas and the teams they have played in the Final Four. Until last year, if you, all right, we're, 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 I'm, I'm doing this on, on an 11-game, who have you played, since, since UConn's got 11 Final Four games since 99, what, has, what have the Blue Bloods done over 11 games in the Final Four? Until, until Kansas last year played eight-seed Carolina, in the title game, Kansas had never, ever played a seed lower than a three in the final four, ever. They get tough draws every single time. Carolina ain't far behind them. Carolina, I think Carolina's over over eleven games. I think their their total was like thirty three, maybe something like that. Yeah, UConn's was forty three this year. Ridiculous. Yeah, they never played better than a three seed. Which was in the entire tournament. Yeah, come on. You know, it is what it is. It was a they were dominant. Give them credit. They they won by an average of twenty points per game, and they were six and zero against the spread. They averaged a cover of eleven point four points per game. They outperformed Vegas, which really says something. That's hard to do. That's hard to do. Like, uh, I've got nothing nothing against this particular UConn team. That you know that you can only you can only beat the teams that are that, that are in front of you. That's fine, but when you're talking about the UConn brand, no, they are not a blue blood. They're an interest. They are an interesting case study, because when they get to the Final Four, they win the thing. However, the hell that happens, they're ten and one in games pay, played at the Final Four. It's in, it's an absolutely insane stat, but you cannot discount the bracket luck that has supported them along the way. It's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane how the, how the bracket has broken for them in the last three tournaments. So what you're saying is this is the basketball equivalent of Notre Dame football. No, because at least Notre Dame won stuff back in like the 60s and shit. I was just thinking about the pure luck factor. The luck factor. I'll t- I don't even know if it's it, – it, it's not like UConn got, was the beneficiary of bad calls or suspect officiating or anything like luck of the Irish, any of that crap. I don't know. I'm not really willing to go that far, but I, I'll say this. All right. So, and I noticed, yeah, I noticed, you know, you, you said a lot by, by omission here. You said Duke, Carolina, Kansas, and Kentucky. You didn't say anything about Indiana. Indiana's gone. Indiana. My God. When was the last time Indiana won a title? 87. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time that Indiana was considered at the beginning of the year, a threat to win a title? I, hey, hey, but you know, you know, there was that one year where they beat Kentucky at the buzzer and they made T-shirts and ESPN aired it for ten years in December. Yeah, e- Remember that? ESP- that was fun. ESPN also thought Duke Syracuse was the greatest rivalry in college basketball. Well, yeah, exactly. That, that's about where, where Indiana's uh, claim to the blue blood. Indiana's gone. If you want to make a clay claim here, UConn has replaced Indiana in the in the not quite blue blood conversation i still i'll say this i still do have ucla in the on the fringe there they need to do a little bit more to hear it soon to sort of maintain their status but i still have the bruins on the on the on the outskirts that's fair they, they've done more than indiana recently absolutely sure. they went to three fine they went to three straight final fours about 15 years ago they went back to the final four uh, two years ago, they're hanging around, and they're consistently, uh, you know, a, you know, a, a consideration for a high tournament seed. So, you know, th- at least they're they're doing their part. Indiana's garbage. Hey, before we move away from the tournament, 
and uh, oh, I've got and, e- and, I've got I've got even more in the chamber, but keep going. That's fine. Oh, okay. I, I was just say I, I, I can and, work it in. And and, and this will be a precursor to a section later in the format sheet during the final four game between Connecticut and Miami, Florida. Miami's Nigel Pack missed about five minutes of the game when his shoe he was wearing went all Zion Williamson, and he didn't have a second pair. Now, what 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 the hell? Now, Pack left Kansas State last year and signed a two-year name image likeness deal worth eight hundred thousand dollars. Was this hey, hey, was this, was this the one that said he had to be living within Dade County or something like that? Was that was, no, no, no. That that that's the football player <laughs> that we'll get to. That was fun. Uh, but how can you not travel with at least two pairs of sneakers? You got paid eight hundred thousand dollars in IL, and you only got one pair of shoes. Come on, man. It was it was ridiculous watching the trainers run back and forth trying to get him a pair of shoes like they were at Foot Locker. It was stupid. But my God. How can a basketball player come to the biggest tournament of the year with only one pair of shoes? No clue. That's that, that's some equipment manager malpractice. No, that's not equipment manager malpractice. That's player malpractice. Well, that too. But the equipment manager at least needs to have a run backup too. But yeah, that's so stupid. And, and that's the other thing. I mean... Don't you know your teammates well enough to know who has the same size shoe as you do? How many how many fans out in the damn stands? They could have the student section right down there. You could have had somebody with the same <laughs> size true. shoe. Jesus Christ. That's I, so I'll true. If if I am in the Superdome last year, if 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 somebody needed a size twelve on the Carolina bench, I would have run down from the fucking upper deck and handed off my shoe. Brady Manning, you can wear size twelve here, half mine, please take it. I don't need it back. Come on. I, I will take your ripped up shoe and replace it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do one for one. It's all good. Yeah. So malpractice by the player, malpractice by the equipment manager, malpractice by the fans. Come on. F- stupid football schools. That's all I did. It's football school. Do better, Miami. Come on. All right. I'm going to hit one more topic and then I'll let you uh, go, go rant and rave. Go rogue. I'm going to rogue. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to our one UConn fan who dominated the bracket tournament, easily winning the thing. Uh, tournament name ESPN and a bunch of numbers after it. Congratulations. Also to our San Diego State alumni who finished second. Hmm. Wonder how that happened. Yeah, I have no By idea. By the way, you finished third, man. I, I was I was I was close to to doing some things the other way, but yeah, I did pretty good. My 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 monkey's paw. Had had Duke not shit the bed against Tennessee, I might have won the thing. Who knows? Maybe Duke wins the whole thing if if they don't lose to Tennessee. I don't know. By the way, Brandon Miller has declared for the NBA and has not turned himself into the police yet. <laughs> you tell me Donald Trump turned himself in and Brandon Miller hadn't turned himself <laughs> in yet? <laughs> Come on, man. Donald Trump on Truth Social. Brandon Miller, do the right thing. <laughs> Believe me. So we touched we touched a minute ago on UConn having changed conferences. They were in the Big East. They left the Big East, went to the AAC, said, no, we'll do independent football. We'll go back to the Big East. For, for a school with a program, a football program like UConn, I think that makes sense. Uh, yeah, saying they have a football program is kind of uh, <laughs> is kind of a nice way of putting it. 
That's a, it's a nice way of putting it. Is the Big East doing this right? I guess that's what I'm saying. And 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 they have the luxury of saying, you know what? We don't have to worry about football. We can go on a basketball. Look, we got drama with um, who's Coach Providence that's, that's going out of Georgetown. Uh, why am I drawing a blank? I can see him playing this day. Oh, we've, we've got, got Cooley. Cooley, yeah, Ed Cooley. We, we've got beef there. We got Patino coming back to St. John's. We, we, there, there, there's heat. We've got, we're booking the territory here in, in the Big East. We got, we got, we got Dan Hurley out here calling people out. Other um, conferences should follow suit. And that's kind of where I'm going with this. At what, at what point, at what point does the, the SEC Big Ten monolith just suck all of the football air out of everybody else? Is there a, a structure, an outline, a formula, a path for another conference to follow suit at this level? The, the Big East is the only one at this, you know, it, they're a power conference in basketball. Is there any other, is there another power conference to be had out there that can, that can do it like this? And I don't know that there is. I would hope that maybe the Pac-12 does or maybe the, the Big 12. Pac-12, all it has to do is say, USC, UCLA, come home for basketball. We don't care what your football teams do. Big 12 says, Texas, Oklahoma, we don't care what your football team does. Come back to us for basketball. They're not going to do but they, but they Everybody do that, come Cause, cause back. The, the mo- I, I know. I, I would love for that to happen. That, that, that's the way, again, we've been saying this for 10 years on this damn show, is that there needs to be football conferences and there needs to be conferences for everything else. I think the next couple of years of football ridiculousness will make people realize that there needs to be basketball conferences. I'll give it until 2027, and I think it'll probably happen before then. I think people, re- I think people already realize that, but I don't think there's any, any, any road to, to drive to get there. It's just not going to happen. The, the, there's too much money in the in the two big stupid leagues, and it, it's too bad. I, I'm pro- when UCLA has to travel to Rutgers on a random Thursday night in February, they're gonna start thinking about it. Gus Johnson on that call on Fox Sports 1. UCLA Rutgers, college basketball. This is Fox Sports. Ha ha. Come, you know, come on. You, no, nothing, nothing sells out arenas like UCLA Rutgers. Come on. That Thursday, Saturday road trip from Rutgers and then Northwestern for UCLA is just going to, yeah, that's going to be thrilling. I hope people come to their senses, but there's too much money. It's not going to happen. I hate it. I've been saying for years that the ACC's got too many damn. First of all, they should have picked up UConn when they went to expand 20 years ago, and there were people at the time saying it. UConn could have went to the ACC. Now then, look what you got. No, UConn's won four titles since the ACC could have picked them up. It's absolutely ridiculous. No, no, let's get let's get uh, you know Boston College and Syracuse. Syracuse, why wouldn't Syracuse want to go back to the Big East right now? What football? What football program do they have that they got to protect right now? Boston College. What's Boston? Come on. Are you, is the football program really worth all that? Y'all need to go back to the Big East. Please, please get the hell out of here. It'll at least help my sanity. Jesus. I, I, I think we're going to have two football conferences that might have 16 teams each in them. And then everybody else can just be independents and play each other. What's it matter? You're not going to get into a college football playoff 
with the Big Ten and the SEC taking up seven of the eight spots to begin with. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. You know, we'll talk about it in August. This year, some and next year, definitely. Uh, just about the ruination of college football because of this. It's it's ridiculous. That's it. That's my rant. Like I said, I just I I I do find it. We've seen Villanova win two titles recently. We've seen UConn now. That's three titles for the Big East in the last what seven eight tournaments. That's yep. not. That is not anything to, sh- to to shake a stick at. That is impressive, and I think it shows that you can ditch football and still be relevant. The money-wise, no, the money's all in football. I know this stuff, but you're not having to financially support football too. And somebody made the point, and maybe it was Dan Hurley in a in an interview during the Final Four weekend. They don't have to worry about wasting NIL resources on football players. That's Very a massive true. deal. That's a massive deal, especially for the schools in the Northeast. And I think that's a that's a recruiting feather in the cap for those Big East schools. Is that you know what you guys are number one. You 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 are the stars here. What do you want to do? I think it's something to keep an eye on moving forward here. The Big East has positioned themselves very, very strongly on the college basketball scene, and I think they're only get, uh, only going to get stronger. I love it. Three teams in the Sweet 16 this year, two in the Grade 8. I, it, it's a damn good conference, yes. It's a damn good league. And, and it's it's going to keep getting better. Like you said, with Cooley going to Georgetown, with Patino going to St. John's, if we can ever get to Paul to be good. Man, that's a great conference that can that has room to grow. Got Sean Miller, Sean Miller, Xavier, Shaka Smart at Marquette. We're we're booking heat, man. We're booking we're booking some angles. I love it. Let's talk about one more mid-major conference before we head away from men's college basketball. The NIT was a conference USA final. North Texas beats UAB 68-61. It was the fourth time these two teams played this season. Jesus. It was a fun game, too. Kai Huntsbury had 21 points, most of it in the first half, because in the second half, they put him on Jelly Walker and shut Walker down in the second half. Good run for Conference USA. They uh, We talked about them last week. Uh, that, that's, a, that, that's a lot of postseason victories they, they racked up. FAU losing. We, we sort of skipped right over FAU's dramatic They were loss. two seconds away from getting to the finals. So it's national championship, yeah. And they had basically led just basically the whole second half. I'm screaming at the TV. Like, San Diego State, y'all need to foul. There's not enough time here to get a clean rebound, get down the court in any sort of fashion, and and get a good shot. And I'm still not sure they got a good shot. But, man, Lamont Butler, he gathered, came back to his left, hit that jumper from the wing at the buzzer. Great moment. Just a great moment for the Final Four. Anytime anytime you get a game come down to the wire like that. And that was a good game. That was a really good game. It was really, really too bad somebody had to lose. Yeah, and then, of course, Butler went from there to uh, hitting his first shot in the championship game. And again, I think then the irrational confidence came aboard. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, too bad. Great moment for those two schools, though. Just, just, just being able to make that stage and, and put on that type of game on on Final Four Saturday—that's a big, big deal. That's great. Is is there any fire to the smoke of San Diego State to the Pac-12? I don't think so. I think the Pac-12 would have to lose a few more teams before they start poking around the Mountain West. 
kind of what I was thinking too, but San Diego State, they've got themselves positioned, uh, and, and I don't think they were in a good position even before this Final Four run, to be the top contender com- coming off the bench whenever that does happen. Saw a little bit of buzz about it this weekend, but still, still haven't seen any substance to the sizzle. Now, because I mean, you'd have to play football against them, and I'm not sure... I'm not sure San Diego State can hang with the Pac-12. San Diego, in what mountain? Isn't it San Diego State that's like 6-0 in their last six games against the Pac-12? Yeah, but how many times has the Pac-12, A, wanted to play that game because it's a bowl game, or two, walking in as an underdog to begin with? Come on. Yeah, I mean, San Diego State can always beat Arizona on any given Saturday. Can they travel to Washington in November? Let's get Arizona out of. Let's get Arizona the Big East. Shut the shut the football program down. Come on. <laughs> I saw some, Hey, I saw somebody on. I saw somebody on social media last night. You talk about the social media bozos throwing out. You know, you screw it. You know, we're already so far freaking away from it. Why did the Big East just go straight up go after Gonzaga and St. Mary's and just say, hey, let's do this. Let's um, let's let's figure out the travel. The the conference name is Big. East. The only thing Gonzaga is east in is the state of Washington. By the way, San Diego State UConn, they were they were Big East conference mates for about a cup of coffee twelve years ago. So let's let, let's again Big East take it take it over the world. Yeah. You, no, God, I, you remember you remember when San Diego State and Boise State joined the Big East? That was so hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So hilarious. So stupid. God, it was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, I'm done. I, I, I could keep going for for another hour on this. Get me off. Get me off this. Get me off this train. Come on. Yeah, we'll we'll be talking about it more in August. Trust me. So I'll get you off this train. The college basketball season is over. It's time to take a vacation. Who might you call? Good gee, if you need to get your blood pressure down and just get away from everything and stop thinking about all this stupid, the, the, the numbers in the bracket rattling around your head and the geography of, of, of who's in the West and who's in the East. And look, I don't care where, you just need to go to the beach. Hit up our girl, Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. She'll find you an ocean to get away to, whichever one fits your bill the best. Custom-made itineraries for you and your traveling crew. What you need, don't need, want, don't want, all that stuff. All inclusives, all major cruise lines, California, Florida, hit her up. She'll give you $25 off your next trip deposit. If you tell her you heard about her on 60 Year Seniors, she's all over social media, WP Magic Journeys on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. She makes the plans. You make the memories. One more college basketball topic before we move on. Do we have to? Yeah, because you'll dig this one. Fuck. The women's tournament. Gives us a brand new champion. LSU defeats Iowa 102-85. Is Kim Mulkey a coaching genius or what? She's an old hag. That's what she is. But oh but, come on, man! I like Kim Mulkey. How you gonna how you gonna come to the Final Four dressed like that? What she missed come the school ahead. board? She missed the school board meeting where she's trying to shut down the library. Come on. <laughs> I know. I I don't like her politics, but she's a hell of a basketball coach. She should have been teed up like five times during the game on on Sunday. But my God, what a shit show! The whole thing was a shit show. The officials were a shit show too. Two years ago, LSU won only nine games. Now they're celebrating an NCAA title. SEC, it just means more. Caitlin Clark scored 30, had eight assists. 
Unfortunately, though, she and LSU's Angel Reese get caught up in another social media controversy. God, they were out in mass this weekend. Jesus Christ. Fucking racists. Yeah, Caitlin Clark, it's really cool when she does the John Cena, you can't see me sign. She's tough. Angel Reese does it. Oh, my God. She's she's being unsportsmanlike. She needs to apologize. She needs to be fined and suspended and hung from rafters. And God, come on. Oh, yeah. Angel Reese is black. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. How about that? I, you know what? I, I watched the end of the Iowa South Carolina game Friday night. Great freaking game, by the way. Great. And I'm glad to see I'll, I'll get back to the, I'm glad to see the women getting their shine. Um, I almost tweeted something about Clark's post-game behavior after that one, but you know, you know, you know, you just beat the undefeated national champions. It's kind of a big deal. You want to, you want to, you know, you had a huge game, forty-something points. I mean, you were the star, hitting big shots. It was, it was fantastic. She, you, know, you want to get a little full of yourself? All right, this is, this would be the moment to do it. I've said so many times that the best players are egomaniacs and assholes. Absolutely. Caitlin Clark fits right in. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh, he'd be the first one to to talk shit in your face. Yeah. Dunked on on you and and just straight up just yell right in, right at his damn face. Get your ass up. Uh, Caitlin Clark didn't give a shit whether whether she was getting shit talked to her. She she knows the score. She knows they lost. Yeah. Yeah. She actually even said that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because, Why are we doing this? Exactly. Exactly. Black. And I'm glad that she stood up for herself in a big bad way afterward and said, "It's because you don't like me because I'm too hood for you." There, exactly. I don't look like the people that you want me to look like. I'll say, man. I'll say this though. Buku ratings for the women's final four this weekend. The final posted absolutely ridiculous numbers beyond the NBA final beyond at least the Eastern conference finals for the NBA, the Stanley cup final world series. Games. It was crazy. Damn. I mean, it was, it was a monster monster rating for ESPN. And I'll say this, let's, let's put Iowa and LSU. Let's, let's do some sort of uh, kickoff thing, tip off, whatever you want to call it in November as a wise philosopher once said, Personal issues draw <laughs> money, and again, let let let's lean into this. Let's let's do it. the 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 women's tournament was great. I'm looking forward to the, to to seeing the ladies getting even more exposure. It's great for everybody. It's great for society. Let's do it. Let's let's put the final four on ABC. Let's get it off ESPN. Let's put let's put let's do Friday night doubleheader on ABC, and then Sunday night, uh, the ladies play it out. Sunday night primetime ABC. Who says no after that kind of number? On, on Sunday afternoon, the, there is a growing market here, and it's good for the game. I love it. I can see the hype for that November preseason game already. Imagine putting up you know, some kind of like, you know, boxing press conference kind of thing where Clark and Reese are, you know, put the, put the fists up against each other, you know, cameras flashing. Both of them do the John Cena, you can't see me thing, and people have to pull them apart, and they're like, you don't have to wait until, you know, the next time. It's Saturday on ABC exactly. primetime. Exactly. Iowa, the rematch. Yeah, the Let's, cool numbers. Screw it. Put, put it on, put it on December 2nd. Put it on after the Heisman ceremony. 
Oh, there you go. There, yeah. You're always looking for a prime spot. Let's put it on after the Heisman ceremony right now. Let, let's do it. ESPN, let's make it happen. You see, you listen to us, you get great ideas. We're booking the territory. We mentioned name image likeness a while ago with Nigel Pack. And I've been waiting. I've been wanting to talk about this for like the last month. And I better do it now before August. This is the last episode ever. This is the last chance you ever got. <laughs> yes, because I'm getting a new co-host, damn it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Quarterback Jaden Rashada, first sign with the University of Miami of Florida. Oh, what was it? Probably a good two months ago. Probably a on while signing back. day. Yeah. He, he, it was a televised signing. Oh, Jesus. TV, yeah, that would have been, been like the first week of February then. Then he decommits to sign with Florida because a third party, the Gator Collective, offered him a four-year, $13.5 million NIL deal. And this was, that was the one where it says, must live, must live in the city limits of Gainesville. <laughs> yes, yes, that was Hilarious. part of the deal. That was part of the deal. Can't, However, can't, didn't have anything to do with the University of Florida, but he had to live in Gainesville. <laughs> However, the Gator Collective reneged on the deal just days before the first $500,000 payment was to be made. Oh, how no about idea that? why. Huh. I'm thinking maybe the Gator Collective didn't have $13.5 million, probably didn't even have half a million dollars. Exactly. So now Rashada is at Arizona State, where his dad played. That's a lot of hoop jumping here good grief god, god this nil thing is so stupid it is it's so ridiculous i'm all for the guys getting paid this is the dumbest freaking way to do it so that's three universities without ever having played a snap can he surpass our our buddy from unlv oh take the model martell yes yeah god i hope he hasn't taken he's been at three schools and taken a snap yet. oh absolutely this is in play he might Will he transfer schools. from Arizona State to, say, Texas next year when both Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning leave? He will He will not end his career at Arizona State. Let's just say that. Oh, I guarantee that, yeah. Guaranteed, Austin. Meanwhile, on the other side of the NIL craziness, the highest paid woman is an LSU gymnast named Olivia Dunn. And she does a lot through Instagram and, and probably TikTok and, and all those other crazy kid social media things. She makes $2.1 million a year to just be Olivia Dunn, hot-looking athlete. But recently, she was at one gymnastics meet where she was injured and not going to compete. And yet they had to have extra security come in because there was a group of, let's call them young men, who had traveled just to see her. And I'll bet you none of them have a clue what gymnastics is. Probably not. But they do know that she's really flexible and they've seen hot videos of her in a leotard being flexible on social media. I don't under I do not understand social media I, i'm beyond it I, I i've the whole instagram we make money on it i i don't understand how it works i don't well it, I, it for, for for women it's it's fashion and it's makeup and it's geared toward women it's not geared toward their athleticism it's toward their beauty 
but unfortunately, you, you make that it, gets what, what, all your stalker men as well. Well, it's like, oh, oh, we're going to pay you to, to 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 shill our makeup, and then the other women are going to say, oh, because Olivia Dunwear is the get, get the fuck out of here. Exactly. How freaking. I, I'm trying to shallow think shallow are people pretty damn shallow. I'm trying to think the male equivalent of this. It, it, I, I can't think of it. It's just not. I, I got no. I got nothing. And, and, and the more I, it, I was going on a rant earlier. I'm going on a rant right now. I'm not going to do it though. Uh, I guess the male equivalent would be oh, cars. Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt drove Chevys his entire career, and I know there were a lot of men who only bought Chevys because Dale Earnhardt drove a Chevy. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to to convert that into the social media world it's just i I don't know i'm not uh, beer beer's the same way rusty wallace but but, but, draft i still remember that number two absolutely it was the mgd pie and and, hey okay there was it was way before social media but i i drank miller genuine draft because of rusty wallace and and that's and that's fine and and, and there's i mean there's a the, the whole athlete out there in the world to, to, to you know, to sell sponsors. I, under, I understand. I completely understand that. I'm talking about going, you go into into Instagram and stuff, and it's it, it, and it's just a shit show. You got five, you got 500 million women. They're, they're all, oh, I'm a content creator, and, and I'm, I'm selling this. What the fuck are you making out of that? There's, and there, and there's a lot no, of their lives are fake. That's the mar- crazy. Thing. Well, that's there's not enough consumers out there to support such a market. I'm, I'm just convinced there's not. So I don't know what I, I, I don't know what it is. It's stupid. Content creator, you'll create shit. Get the fuck out of here. There is a website called Marathon Investigations that uh, calls out people who cheat in marathons and other races. And over the last few years, a lot of the people they have caught cheating are social media content creators. Oh, I'm shocked. I'm stunned. Yeah. Yeah. You know, look at me. Look at me. I just ran a half marathon in an hour and 10 minutes. Uh Wait a minute. Huh? You ran the back half of the race in 27 minutes, which is like world record time. Uh, How'd you do that? Yeah. (laughs) I took took the train to the finish line. (laughs) You wouldn't believe how many social media content creators have been busted for cheating in races just to claim that they did things like that. I'm going to say this. I, I'm going to say I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm hoping that you would say I would be surprised because it's actually more than I'm even imagining. Yeah. It, it, it blows me away what people will claim that they do just to get other people to believe that they do it. They're a bunch of sorry ass people out here. That's all I can say. Sucker born Every, Every minute. minute. Yep. Imagine what P.T. Barnum could do with social media. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's already a circus. Imagine that circus. Good Lord. Speaking of circuses, the early lines are already out for the 2023-2024 football season. That's a good, that's a good segue right there. <laughs> How's that for a seg? Georgia is a 2 and a half to one favorite to win the national title. Alabama five, Ohio State six and a half, Michigan 10, USC 12, LSU 14, Clemson, Florida State 18. Anything of interest to you there? We got a, we got a preseason, we got a preseason 
Georgia versus the field, and Georgia's plus two fifty. Yeah, this nice nice system we got going here. This is this is great. Every everything's everything's perfectly fine, perfectly healthy. That you have to sit on until January. So stupid. No, no, nothing jumped up there. I I I hate I hate college football. I hate it. (laughs) In the Big Twelve, Texas is your favorite at two to one. Of the new entrants, Central Florida twenty-five to one, BYU sixty, Cincinnati sixty, Houston two hundred to one. Yikes! Wow. You know that just seems like ludicrous. I'd almost put ten bucks on that just for the hell of it. Yeah, absolutely. And then your Heisman Trophy winners, Caleb Williams five and a half to one, is your favorite. Uh, a couple of other players of note. Don't say it. <laughs> we're not we're, we're not doing this shit again your quarterback drake may is 11 to 1 he's no don't, don't even speak it into the ether good grief edit that out monkeys in the truck get 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 that post. <laughs> sam, sam hartman plus 16 you talked about notre dame football earlier there's your highest trophy winner right there it's gonna be oh my god sam hartman notre dame fight fight da 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 whatever the the stupid fight song is Quinn Ewers is 25 to one Arch Manning 60 to one. And that guy at South Carolina is 30 to one. <laughs> that guy at South Carolina. <laughs> God, how long has he been in college? Jesus. I think this is only his fourth year. So with COVID, he's probably a junior. I swear it's longer than that, but I don't know. Well, he old. spent two years at Oklahoma This and a year at South Carolina, right? So it's, I think so. This will yeah. be his fourth year. I think it's only been two years at Oklahoma. Of course, the hype for him going to Oklahoma was like three years in the making. It was part of it, yeah. Ugh. So that's all I got. We're done. We're, we're, we're done for the summer, coming back in sometime in mid-August. Dear God, we're going to have to talk about the screwiest. No, the screwiest college football season that will happen until the following year. Yeah, it's going to be a, the following year will be a complete shit show. 100%. This is, it, it's, it's, this may be like the last, this is the last season of a certain era. I don't know what the era, I don't know what we're going to call it. I don't know what it is, but this is the last season of the old way. Oh, I'm almost thinking that this past season was the end of the era. No, because Texas and Oklahoma ain't in the SEC yet. But USC, the Big 12's UCLA, already screwed up. The Big 12 screwed up, but there is, but Texas and Oklahoma are still in the Big 12. And so long as they're still in the Big 12, it's still the old school. UCLA and USC, they're still in Pac-12. It's still the old school. The following year is when shit really gets twisted up. The following year will be when the full monster is, is unleashed. The 16-team Big 10, the 16-team SEC. When they everybody realizes how fucked up it is. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what that's what it is. So this may be this may be the last semi-normal college football season of all time before the monster eats itself. I can't I I, I can't wait for it to eat itself. Me me See, either. The, it's the only way the sport can save itself is for is for the the computers to take over themselves. It's gonna be like like Matthew Broderick and War Games. They can play tic tac toe. Everyone's gonna go to a draw. It's like watching the train wreck or uh, watching, oh, I don't know, Donald Trump get arrested. There you go. It was the greatest arrest. of It was a perfect arrest. <laughs> I can't wait to see the mug shot. I really can't wait. If I was a police officer, 
it would have been worth getting fired just right before his photo was taken. Muss up his hair. <laughs> By the way, I'm watching my first NBA game, I think, of, of the entire season. Let me just say one thing. The inevitable may happen. The Sacramento Kings have made the playoffs. They may have to play. Light the beam. They may have to play the Golden State Warriors in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. I was traveling last week with a Kings fan. And he was oh, like, no. you know, he was like, you know, this, it, it's great. You know, it's been so long since we've made And he's like really old school. And, you know, it's great. But he's like, man, I'm looking around and all these other teams we could play in the first round. I mean, you know, Golden State's going to be healthy right about the right time. I mean, because it's we're screwed. We're, we're not going to do anything. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins is coming back. So here's the deal, though. The Kings and the Warriors play Friday night. It's almost in the Kings' best interest to lose that game so that the Warriors move up to number five and don't have to play the Kings in the first round. This the is Kings where, are locked in the three. This is where we need we really need to roll out the pick your own opponent gimmick. That's what it needs to be. So, so the Kings would theirs, have the ability to and then, not yeah. pick the Warriors. Exactly. <laughs> That's how it needs to be. I don't know why they haven't done it. And again, I was, I told you earlier, let, let, let's, let's throw Iowa LSU on prime time. You, you had the idea. Let, let, let's get, let, let's get everybody up there. Let's get Reese and Clark in the face boxing press conference style. Let's, Is Don let's, King still alive? I, I don't know. I have no idea. But let's let let's televise the pick your own opponent gimmick in the in the NBA playoffs and and let's talk shit live on TV. Let's air it on TNT. Have Kenny Smith and uh, and Shaq and Barkley MC the thing and and and, and throw grenades the whole time. And, and we're gonna pop a huge rating and we're gonna sell some tickets. Why why haven't we done this already? I do not understand it. By the way, Don King is very much alive. He is 91 years old. Wow. So we need Don King promoting the Caitlin Clark, Angela Reese press conference. That'd be fantastic. Only in in America. Only in America. I've got nothing left for the listening audience. I am tapped out for the season. I'm going to go hide in my baseball bunker for a few months. Uh, I'm pretty sure the A's have already been eliminated from the playoff (laughs) chair. So have fun. Actually, I'm going to hide my hockey bunker first. That'll be the first thing. Then it's, then it's I, I'm going to hide in my warrior bunker for a while and see what happens. I'm not coming out. Social, so, there's too many idiots on social media. There's too many carnies. It's, uh, it, it's, it's brutal out here on these streets for a couple old men like us. The Warriors are still the defending champions. They are. It was very impressive last season. Steph said, fuck y'all, I got this. And he talked shit too. And what happened? Nothing. Nobody cared. All right, let's get out of here. We're going to go enjoy our summer. As I said a couple times, we'll be back in August when we start talking college football. Until then, enjoy a cruise from Wendy Prater's magical journey. And, I don't know, find something else to do other than watch college football and basketball. There are other things in life, believe it or not. Just a few things. Jeez, my God, I I I I don't even I don't even know where I'm going with this. This is absolutely ridiculous. For Don for for Don King, for Jim Crockett Jr. and for the ultimate Carney, Vincent Kennedy McMahon Sanchez, whatever he is now, that's the best producer in the business. Alan Caps, 
I'm Mikey Watson. We will do this again next season. Talking college football, college hoops, a little bit of gambling, and God knows what else right here on 60 Years Seniors.